0: Well, you guys ready to get in the word this evening? Yeah, you know, we've been talking, this is week eight, that we're talking about how to develop a strong spirit. And we spent a lot of time, last week we jumped uh, into the second phase of this, if you wanna call it this series. You know, we went from, well, we, we spent about six weeks talking about the importance of developing your spirit. Then we started talking about You know, really, the first part of that is you must eat correctly. You must nourish your spirit, and the Word of God is spiritual food. It is the only spiritual food. So just like you have to feed your body, you need to feed your spirit. So we talked a lot about that, and now we're kind of transitioning into this second part. We started talking last week we started talking about the importance of exercising your spirit. Pastor Dave was talking about how you develop your faith. Well, it all goes hand in hand. And, and, you know, when I talk about spirit, let me back up. Remember what the Word of God talks about, that man is a three-part being. You are a spirit, okay? You're just like your father. You're a speaking spirit. You're made in the image and likeness of God. You possess a soul which is comprised of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And your soulish realm is the battleground. We've talked a lot about what Satan does, how he comes against you is by throwing thoughts to penetrate your mind because he has no power to steal, kill, and destroy from you. You have to open that door. Now now there are times when he will go in another way and try to steal kill and destroy He'll attack your body. He'll attack your finances But when you understand that that attack, there's no authority behind it. It's illegal He operates as an outlaw on the earth Then you can get him out with the Word of God the Bible says we submit ourselves to the Lord We resist the devil and he'll flee from us And how we resist him is with the word of God So we're talking about some things now. What's important is Now this third part of man is important. We live in a physical body, right? Now that's important because we can't legally even be in the earth There's not one human being on the planet Without a physical body. I know that sounds silly But you have to have a physical body. That's why Jesus, he stepped out of eternity. He took upon himself flesh to be born into the earth. Does that make sense? He needed a physical body. Every human being that's ever lived is still alive, right? They are still alive because death in the Bible, it's not the cessation of life. Life doesn't cease, it's separation, When a human being dies their spirit who they really are and their soulish realm will separate from their body If they have received christ as their lord and savior and have been born again, they will be immediately into the presence of god Right, they will just go right to heaven. So don't we don't mourn like people with no hope You know, I lost my mom two and a half years ago. I lost her down here, but I didn't lose her i know right where she's at right she's in heaven probably tonight she's one of those clouds of witnesses up there going wow tony preach it man it's better than what you think it is she's okay right she's in heaven any other person who has not received jesus as their lord and been born again they are still alive too they are not on the planet they're not in heaven they're in the planet okay In the planet there's a place called hell and I know boy the modern church man We don't like to talk about that because that you know that that might scare people but you know what it's a real place And God doesn't want anyone to go there didn't make hell for man. He made hell for Satan and the fallen angels that rebelled in heaven God doesn't even send anybody to hell. He'll he honors their decision to go there. But boy he will work on them their whole life to try to keep them from going there you know god is so good the reason why i'm emphasizing this is you're not a body tonight you might be sitting here and your body might have some symptoms in it your body might be hurting and it might cause you to think you're a body but you're not a body you're a spirit amen and i'm telling you here's the deal we renew our mind with the word of god we renovate our thinking We nourish ourselves in the word. We exercise, and then we're going to get into this thing where we rest. We rest on the inside. These three aspects of spiritual growth are so important. And as we do that, our spirit man gets strong. Now, what I'm not saying is we don't get strong enough to handle anything on our own. No, no. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The bible is real clear. We're going to bring that out. I believe if we have time we'll talk more about that tonight, but we are strong enough inwardly To not give in to the feelings of our flesh to not let an unrenewed mind Pull us in a wrong direction when your spirit is strong in the midst of chaos all around you You'll be at peace on the inside You already know the end result of everything you'll ever face You always know that he always gives you victory. He always causes you to triumph He's you've already won this Right. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world That's who we are So this is important that we know this so we want to develop ourselves spiritually We started last week and we said one major spiritual exercise the first one we showcased Was you must walk You must walk in the spirit what I mean by that is you must walk according to your spirit man I am led I'm led by the Holy Spirit. My spirit is led by him and so I live out of my spirit I don't live out of my flesh Okay, go over to Galatians chapter 5. We'll just showcase this real quick. Galatians five sixteen. it says this. This I say then, walk in the spirit. In other words, walk in your human spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of your flesh. We see in Romans that what happens is the, the, this old nature, this self-centeredness, this spiritual death that is still in our flesh. It will war against our mind and try to bring us, the spirit man, into captivity. That's how we sin. But if your spirit's strong, you will tell your flesh, no, we're not saying that, we're not doing that. And see, what will happen... Is your soulish realm, which is now renewed with the Word of God, will side with your spirit man and tell your flesh what we're gonna do? Romans 12, 1 says, Listen, guys, this is, this is how to walk out victory. You must present your body a living and holy sacrifice to God. And we know it's living because our flesh, it hurts. Our flesh wants to crawl off the altar. It doesn't you know, it wants to I mean, you know, we want to be led by our feelings and so many Christians are trying to To feel I just need to feel that this is going to work out Forget about that because feelings They're wonderful They're wonderful as far as they will motivate you to do the will of god in the presence of god There's fullness of joy. There's great but they are not to lead you the holy spirit leads your spirit amen so we must walk in the Spirit exercise number two we just got into it I don't want to talk about it at all now we talked about it a little bit is meditating in the Word of God this is of utmost importance you must learn how to meditate in the Word of God that's it's it's everything Now we went through joshua chapter one. We talked a little bit about that I want to go through some of these other exercises and then I want to jump back into Meditating in the word because there's some other things that I just was stirred today that the lord would want to say So exercise number three, I mentioned it last week, but we'll talk about it again This is a major major exercise for your spirit man to develop a strong spirit and that is speaking and praying in tongues this is this is gigantic and you might say well you know i just don't believe in that holy spirit stuff well that's okay well it's really not okay if jesus is your lord really you don't have a right to believe what you want to believe but most likely what i would ask that you would just take a moment and put just put what your feelings are to, aside have you ever noticed how christians will put god in the box of what they think they know yes, sir. right we can't do that do you know a lot of churches are afraid to talk about the baptism in the holy spirit and oh my gosh i better not talk about that tongue stuff right now is the holy spirit weird no are there some Christians that are filled with the Holy Spirit that are weird? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Star Trek Christians, boldly going where nobody has gone before, including the Holy Spirit. But you know what? I'd rather have a little wildfire than have nothing. Because we could teach somebody that's moving kind of, they're getting in their flesh. and You know, I mean, th- I am so grateful that I never pastored the church at Corinth. I'm just, I'm just like, God, thank you. I mean, I would hate these. Could you imagine one person stands up and is giving a tongue and an interpretation and then another one goes, oh yeah? What about this? Watch my gift. And then they start doing this and, and then somebody gets up to preach and they're preaching. Could you imagine if I started preaching in tongues? You'd be like, okay, wow, right? It wouldn't bless anybody because nobody would know what I'm saying. Could you imagine if somebody came up and just completely ripped you up one side and down another in Spanish? Do you know for me that wouldn't even affect me? Because I don't speak Spanish. I mean if they were smiling, I would think they were blessing me. Because those words, they're containers. But that container's not open because I don't understand the language. Right, but if somebody came up and just blasted me in english That might rile me up a little bit. Does that make sense? But speaking and praying in tongues go to first corinthians chapter 14 Now is this for you know when we moved to omaha it was the weirdest thing We moved here in 2003 and I would meet believers and they would talk about well I just don't have the gift of tongues and they were thinking that Tongues is something for just certain believers But no, 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 we're not talking about the gift of tongues There's nine gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit There's tongues. There's interpretation of tongues. There's prophecy. Those are three vocal Gifts of the Spirit. They only operate severally as the Holy Spirit wills but when a person receives what the what the 120 received on the day of Pentecost when they received the baptism in the Holy Spirit now those that had the Holy Spirit in them what happened now the Holy Spirit came upon them and the first first evidence that they had received the baptism was this prayer language they were praying in an unknown tongue a tongue that was unknown to them the Bible says a lot about it the Bible says that for us as Christians our weakness as a Christian is we don't always know how to pray but when you pray in your prayer language you are literally praying You're, the Holy Spirit is giving your spirit utterance your spirit communicates that and your tongue speaks it out it seems a little different when you first start walking in it sometimes because it's the first time that your brain is letting go of your tongue but you know as you just pray in the spirit you're literally praying the perfect will of god are you you know and that might be why satan it works so hard to keep that out of the believer's life so in first corinthians chapter 14 we're not going to teach a whole series on it we've got some great books on there um you know we will teach a whole series on it from time to time as the lord leads us to but man there's a lot of people tonight after this bible study Pastor Edwin and his team will be up here They'll pray with you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's like it's like receiving a gift It's very simple, but you need that Jesus told his disciples listen Don't he came out of the grave. He said guys don't go anywhere. You go to jerusalem Right until you be endued with power from on high. Don't go anywhere and do anything Do you know jesus in his earthly ministry did no miracles until after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Huge. Now now here, don't be afraid of this, Jesus appeared, we know, to at least 500 people after his resurrection. Could you imagine? I mean, these are 500 people that knew, wow, Jesus is Lord, here he is. I saw him die, and now here he is talking to me. And yet, out of 500 people, Only 120 of them were in the upper room. Isn't that amazing? So this might not be the most popular thing yet. However, we're an end-time church, so I have a feeling that we're going to have, we're going to kind of get like the early church, because the early church, when somebody got saved, they literally, if there was a puddle of water by them, they'd water baptize them right there, and then they'd get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody was one of those tongue-talking believers, right? Amen. First Corinthians 14, 2. It talks about this. It says, For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God, for no man understands him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. I love Weymouth's translation. Of the New Testament, that word mysteries brings out the Greek. It says he speaks divine secrets. I love that. So, number one, whoever speaks in an unknown tongue, when you speak in tongues, you're not speaking to men. I don't walk up to Pastor Dave and start talking in tongues. He'd be like, wow, I need to go pay, pray for Pastor. He's losing it. It would do no good, right? When I pray in my prayer language, though, I'm literally praying to God. And I'm speaking divine secrets. I'm literally praying the perfect will of God. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. Jump to verse 4. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. This word edify in the Greek, it literally means to complete a work it literally means to build or to construct in other words when you speak in tongues it literally is completing a work in you it's building you it's strengthening you it's edifying you this is why praying in tongues is so very important it builds you god is building you He knows exactly what you need to walk in zoe life through what you are going to face in your life and he knows what you need and i'm telling you praying in an unknown tongue first of all you're speaking to god directly right you're speaking divine secrets to him you're talking to him about the perfect will of god and what it's doing it's completing a work in you so, I mean, it's building you. It's constructing something in you. He edifies himself. In other words, you are God's building project. Think of yourself that way, right? God is the builder. Isn't that good news? God doesn't expect you to build yourself. He'll build you. He'll build you into the man or woman of God that you really are He'll complete that work in you as you're sitting here tonight Don't look at yourself and think you're broken people look at their life and think Because of an event that happened or because of a mistake they made or because of their past or because of what they're going through It's over and it's just not over right so this will build you up I love that it says but he that prophesies edifies the church prophecy that's inspired utterance in a known tongue that's one of the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost when somebody prophesies it's it is to build up the church if you hear a prophecy that's not building up the church then I'm sorry I, I'm gonna have to you know, I, I bet if you look real closely, it's gonna violate some scriptures And you don't want to receive that right verse 14 first corinthians 14 14 For if I pray in an unknown tongue now, he's gonna he's gonna tell us how this works my spirit prays I love the amplified. It brings out the parenthetical Greek definition. It says, "But if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. So what does that mean? When I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit is praying the holy spirit on the inside of me who is god is literally giving my spirit man the utterance and then i'm praying that out and it says here but my understanding is unfruitful in other words my mind is not involved when i pray in tongues i I don't understand maybe what i'm praying i pray in tongues a lot A lot, a lot, a lot. I don't understand what I'm praying many times. But I could tell you it's like nuclear explosions going off on the inside of me. It's building me up. Sometimes it leads me into the most incredible moments of intimacy and worship with the Lord. There's so many things. The Holy Spirit, see, to develop yourself spiritually, here's the goal for you to walk and live out of your spirit not out of your flesh not out of your flesh do you know the bible is very clear we're not even to know each other after the flesh you're not even to know each other after the flesh that's so wonderful because you see what who people really are many times they're disguised in the mess in their life right now but notice you know god he looks at you as you really are you're a world overcomer you're his child So this that he's talking about is the private use of tongues as the believer is communicating with God And don't worry if you don't understand this just Learn more about it. There's a lot of people around here that could help you with that Verse 18 of chapter 14 Paul said this I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all Now this in the Greek means that he was saying to this church at Corinth that just flowed constantly in the gifts of the Spirit, there were some tongue talkers in that church. And Paul said, guys, in the literal Greek, I pray in tongues more than all of you put together. Now if you're analytical like I am, years and years ago I I literally looked at how much time paul would have spent in his earthly ministry walking don't do that it's really boring (laughs) this guy because you know he didn't hop in his car and go from one village to another he would have literally walked over half of his ministry and i wonder what he was doing when he was walking i could tell you what he was doing he was praying in tongues he was building himself up he was praying in the spirit Because I'm telling you direction comes you're built up. You're praying the perfect will of God. I mean he prayed So and and here's the thing the burden that came on him every day of his life the burden of the church he, He he burned with this desire to have Christ formed In the people that he had led to Christ and and these Christians and all these churches Well, he could literally pray the perfect will of God You know I could tell you as your pastor I love it when I when I just start praying in the spirit and I know I'm praying for people in our church I'll look at Church Community Builder and I'll look at that's how come boy if you haven't if we don't have a picture of you please go grab one of our staff and say can you take a picture of me and put it on Church Community Builder because I love now it's not I'm just not seeing a name I could see your picture because many times man for me I'll just sit there with my phone Or with my iPad and I'll just be looking at your picture and all of a sudden I'll just start speaking in tongues and I know I'm praying for you what's really cool is I'm praying effectively because because the Holy Spirit knows right what you need I may not know right it's it's a wonderful thing in Jude chapter 1 so you have John right first second and third John Jude and then Revelation right at the end of the New Testament Jude chapter 1 in verse 20 It says this, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. It'll build your spirit to pray in the Spirit. So this is how. This is a big way. See, this is the way it works spiritually. The more that you learn to yield to the Holy Spirit in one area... It enables you to yield to him in other areas so those areas that you're strong in yield to the to the Holy Spirit in those areas and it will help you yield in other areas but you need that strength this is this is huge so I've, I've kind of wet your taste buds see this is like if you want to get strong and you go to a gym you want to do deadlifts right you want to do squats these are some some big exercises jake what's another what would you say another bench bench is important there's some different things that you can do that you must do to grow spiritually these are just like major exercises you must exercise yourself to respond out of your spirit and not out of your flesh and, and It'll take some discipline Here's the cool thing God gives you a get-out-of-jail-free card. He's a God of mercy You know you'll mess up Right, you'll get in a situation, but what'll happen is you'll get in a situation and you'll start to respond wrong or you'll respond wrong And immediately you'll go. Oh wait, that's that's great that you notice that yeah. Just jump back and go father. I Responded wrong there I just confess that before you that is not the way and then say the way you should have responded and what you're doing is you're exercising you're exercising so this is what's really cool and your trainer the Holy Spirit he's the great encourager he'll never get down on you when you mess up he doesn't get tired when you mess up he's long-suffering thank God amen exercise number four here's a big one confessing the word of the the word of god our confession is huge the bible says let the redeemed of the lord say so now you might be saying well now wait a minute okay so how do i walk in the spirit paul said this don't be moved out of the simplicity that is in christ jesus what is the simplicity this is our life We believe his word and we walk by faith That's it Whatever his word says I believe it and then I and then I just i'm fully persuaded and I act on that belief That's the simplicity Walking in the spirit means i'm going to have to believe in my heart and confess with my mouth Meditating in the word of god. What does that have to do with i'm going to have to believe something in my heart and confess it out of my mouth? Praying in an unknown tongue, notice you're using your mouth. You know, when you yield your tongue to your spirit to pray in the spirit, it will help you talk right. All of these exercises build upon each other, now confessing the word of God. Have you ever noticed how hard it is sometimes to confess the word? Your flesh is just... I just want to be real for once right I I, you know I, I go to this church and sometimes I'm just like you know these people all they talk about is just saying what the word says and I'm tired and I just want to say I'm tired I just want to say man this is not working out and if God were to appear right in front of you he'd say hold fast Because why because he wants you to walk in Zoe life Have you ever noticed about talking about your problem talking about weakness talking about anything? That's not the word will deplete you It'll always deplete you. Well, I just want to talk about it Do you feel better when you talk about it? No, it's like you're throwing gasoline on a fire but your flesh is crazy, it will still want to talk about it. So this is a big exercise. Hebrews 10, 23 says that we are to hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. We're to seize hold. That Greek word, hold fast, means I seize hold of the profession of my faith without wavering. Without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Listen, guys, this is absolute truth. The word of God is true. You, if you'll believe it and act on it, there is no way you can die of sickness and disease. There is no way that you can continue to go backwards financially. There's no way. If you'll grab onto this, you know, the Lord's been talking to me a lot. It's, it's kind of getting to be almost like an explosion in me. You know, um, I can't really go there tonight yet. I'm not, it's not ready to come out. But I'm telling you, 2022 is to be a year where you walk in all of the freedom that Christ has purchased for you. It's, it's to be that year for you but to do that you're going to have to hold on to believing and saying what he says the bible says things like let the weak say they're strong let the poor what are you to say if you're in lack you're to say i'm rich you're to say i have a more than enough abundant supply you're to look at these bills and call them paid in jesus name right and you you meditate on scripture and you do these things this is why you need a strong spirit so that you can hold fast to the profession of your faith do you know how many believers this this started in a major a major trend five years ago believers that have literally they're not in church at all they, they're they're not in the word All the desires, all these problems in their flesh are just growing. Satan's stealing from them. And I'm telling you, it's just, it's crazy that people have forgotten who they are. And it's crazy that people could come in to cities that have all kinds of people in all kinds of churches and they can't find churches that preach the word. But all these times are changing. And I don't know about you. Well, I think I do know about you. I'm believing for all these prodigals to come back. Stop wallowing in the nonsense. God's, God's not mad at them. God's, God's ready to move. As soon as they move towards him, he's going to be moving towards them. You know. But this is a big exercise right here. You frame your world with the words that you speak out of your mouth that come from your heart. You literally frame your world. If you've ever built anything or if you've ever went by a neighborhood, you'll see guys framing a house. You frame your whole life with your words. The words that you speak out of your mouth that come out of your heart. So what we're talking about biblical confession means that we say the same thing that god says we never let his word depart out of our mouth so to do this though we have to humble ourselves to say the same thing that god says you have to humble yourself because everything within your flesh will try to get you to say what you feel and you've got to humble yourself and say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to say only what he says. So the world system, it tries to program you to speak based on what you're perceiving from your senses. You look at a past due bill, and that bill will speak to you. Right? You think a thought hits you, I'm getting paid Friday, and it's going to be this much And already I need this much and it will start talking to you the world system is designed to train you to speak based on what you're perceiving around you and God's saying don't buy into that listen God has a way of getting you into abundance into health into all these things a way that that you can't see with your mind he can move you very quickly in this way. 2 Corinthians 4 13 says this. 2nd Corinthians 4 verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. In other words, a believer. Speaks out of what they believe In their heart That's what we're talking about That is the exercise In Romans chapter 10 In verse 6 It says this But the righteousness Which is of faith Speaks on this wise Or in other words It speaks this way The righteousness Which is of faith Do you know when you got born again You were made the righteousness of Almighty God in Christ. And you you were made righteous only one way, by faith. You couldn't be good enough. You couldn't earn it, right? It it, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Jesus. But now the Bible is saying, so how does the righteousness which is of faith speak? It speaks this way. Now jump over to verse 8 it says this the word is near thee even in your mouth and in your heart how does the righteousness which is of faith speak it speaks out of your mouth what it believes in the heart does that make sense god does not want you to live from the outside in he wants you to live from the inside out he is your source it's time for the church to stop being moved by the circumstances have you noticed that the world systems yelling louder and louder and louder right do you know what that means to a child of God absolutely nothing because I'm not listening to any of that I listen to everything here to be honest with you when the enemy yells louder and louder and louder I know why because he knows his time is short. And he knows, he knows he'll never prevail against the church. Now he thinks he's crazy, he thinks he can, but he won't. You're the church. That means the world system will not prevail against you. But you gotta be strong. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta work out, right? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach I love Proverbs 16, verse 23. Proverbs 16, 23 says, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth. My heart teaches my mouth and adds learning to my lips. In other words, my heart teaches me what to say in every situation. Proverbs 10:11 says this, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. Do you know you have a well of life on the inside of you? Draw out of that well and speak out of that well. In Psalm 119, in verse 172, it says, my tongue shall speak of thy word. What do I say? I say what he says. His word is living in my heart. In Proverbs chapter 13, in verse 2 and 3, I love this. Proverbs 13, we'll take a moment. Let's look at this in your Bible if you have it. It says a man shall, not may, shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. How are you going to eat good in life by the fruit of your mouth? Well, no, I'm going to eat good based on how much money I make. Well, okay, that's what you think, but that's not what God says. To be honest with you, your income will increase as your mouth speaks increase. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth... But the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. Verse 3, he that keeps, now get this, he that keeps his mouth keeps his life. This word keep, it means to watch over, to control, and to guard. I am to watch over, control, and guard what is coming out of my mouth that is how i'll keep my very life wow but he that opens wide his lips now in the in the hebrew language this word open literally means one that is opening their mouth without any control now i know every one of us know what that is like because i'm telling you it's real easy to do All you got to do is get your eyes off the Lord and start living out of your flesh and your your mouth will open wide and you won't have control. You'll be speaking death all over the place, right? But he that opens wide his lips, it doesn't say he might have, it says he shall have destruction. Oh, brothers and sisters, the importance of this it's so important your heavenly father wants you to talk right don't ever gossip about anybody don't ever talk about what somebody else ought to be doing speak the word of god don't talk your problems talk the word of god right the lord will help you do it but as you live out of your spirit you'll get stronger as you meditate in the word you'll get stronger right as you do these things you'll get stronger and stronger When I read this, it gives me a picture that I'm to speak the word of God over my own life. Right? A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. Your increase is not based on how much money you make. Your life is not determined by anybody else but you don't ever think it is right well i made you know i made mistakes and i did this or i grew up not knowing anything and i didn't get a college education and i you know or just i grew up and i just didn't have the opportunities other people's have yeah right up until you met jesus now your father is the god of everything yeah, but I just destroyed so many things in my life. Aren't you glad that your father brings dead things back to life? Yeah, right? They have this saying well, it's not over until this certain lady sings, right? But that's not Christian, that's not Bible. Every battle you'll ever face, guess when it ended? 2,000 years ago when Jesus said it was finished. And, oh, it might not look and it might not feel like it's over, but it's over. You know, I was talking to the... Well, it's hard to talk about this. There's, a, there's an anointing there. I was talking to the men about this. You know, we, we were in 1 John 5 about how faith is the victory. There's a principle about victory that you got to know. Whenever, See, this is what you need to know to walk in victory. you got to realize that you already have the victory. Yeah. That it's already over. You've already, you've already won. Yeah, but the doctor says, man, this thing could kill me. No, not me. I already have the victory. I already have it. Yeah, but but my finances, there's just literally no way. No, 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 I already have the victory. When you get a revelation of that, it'll change your attitude, it'll change everything. Everything becomes possible, and it just opens the door for God to move in your life. Because there is no fear in that. So we speak God's word over ourselves. Here's another massive spiritual exercise praise, worship, and prayer. This is a big one. Praise, worship, and prayer. So, so very important. In John chapter 4, verse 23, it says, But the hour cometh. And now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. It's impossible to worship God if you're not singing songs that are scripturally correct. It's impossible. It's impossible. We must worship out of our spirit and we must worship in line with the word of God in truth it says here for the father seeks such to worship him see we sing to the Lord in faith we declare who he is and what he's done and who he's made us and what what he does in the earth today we honor him and we exalt him God finds no pleasure when we sing doubt and unbelief. One of the most popular worship songs of all times was taken from the book of Job, which is unbelievable. He gives, we have have just thousands and thousands of Christians just, he gives and takes away. And God's up in heaven going, shut that off. Job's up there going, are you kidding me, Lord? I mean, it's not my fault. I, I, when you appeared to me, I said, I've spoken wrongly about you, and these people made a song about it. Right? No, that doesn't bless God. Holy Spirit, come. He's, he, he, right? Deliver me. The Holy Spirit's going, t- time out. Colossians says you were delivered from the delegated influence of darkness. Guess what? Here's deliverance ministry. You ready? Everybody who's bound, you are delivered. If you'll believe that and speak it, everything will fall off of your life. Worship. Let me get back to worship. Praise and worship is one of the greatest expressions of faith psalm chapter 95 i love this psalm 95 verse 1 it says this "O come let us sing unto the lord in the hebrew language you could literally read it like this "O come let us by an act of our will sing unto the lord by an act as an act of our will let us, as an act of our will, make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us, as an act of our will, come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him in Psalms. Verse 6, jump down to verse 6. Oh, come, let us, as an act of our will, worship and bow down. Let us, as an act of our will, kneel before the Lord our Maker. It's just, do you see the, this is as an act of our will. The reason why the Spirit of God breathed it this way is because there is no worship if it's just mechanical, right? its pas- worship is passionately pursuing the presence of the Lord and then worship happens in the destination of when he responds to that so we want a destination in worship psalm 22 verse 3 says this but thou art holy o thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel god inhabits our praises It's amazing when you come in here. Do you know everything you do is to be praise and worship when you go to work tomorrow It is to be a worship service You are to do it by faith giving glory to him not moved by anything declaring who he is It's all to be an expression of worship So God wants to teach you do you know in the offering that's another expression of worship Everything prayer is literally a form of worship God has to take us deeper into these things. Now let me read this to you. I'm going to read this in the New American Standard Bible. Psalm 102. And we're going to read verses 18 through verse 22. It says this in verse 18. This will be written for the generation to come. Don't you get excited about that? This psalm is speaking of a new creation, a new generation that would be created when redemption was completed. This is speaking about us. This will be written for the generation to come that a people yet to be created, you and I may praise the Lord. For he looked down from his holy height, from heaven the Lord gazed upon the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner to set free those who were doomed to death that was us verse 21 that men may tell of the name of the lord in zion and his praise in jerusalem when the peoples are gathered together i wonder if god wants you in church When the peoples are gathered together and the kingdoms to serve the Lord. Wow, I love that. Praise, worship, and prayer is a powerful spiritual exercise. I want to encourage you, you don't have to be in church to praise the Lord. Here's number six spiritual exercise, number six. You ready? Now, we already took the offering actually we didn't take it we received it it's giving it's bringing your tithes and sowing offerings into the kingdom of god galatians 6 7 says this be not deceived god is not mocked whatever a man sows that shall he also reap I love the Phillips translation of this it says don't be under any illusion you cannot make a fool of God a man's harvest in life depends entirely upon what he sows you know Tony was telling me Tony Cook the guy who was here this weekend he was telling me I can't remember what country he was saying that literally in one night people went to bed With whatever money they had and if it was over a certain a certain amount like I think it was something like a hundred thousand of whatever their currency was everybody went to bed with all the money in their account when they woke up the next morning everybody who had more than that it was all gone the government had taken all of it so everybody Was leveled down to this he he, he, he's seen this happen in, in a few different countries we've never experienced anything like that it is of utmost importance that you exercise in giving i think i've been pastoring this church long enough where you guys know i'm not after your money right god's after your heart though and going in the environment of the world system that everybody lives in in their generation you want to learn how to trust god in this area this is an exercise the bible says if you're dark in this area it'll darken every area of your life i want to encourage you this is the only only place where god literally said guys you can test me in this see if i won't Open the windows of heaven see if I won't pour out blessings that there's not room enough to receive So I want to encourage you honor God in your giving Now remember God is not going to be all ticked at you if after this message You don't start tithing and giving offerings. It's not about that. It's about a heart issue but i'm telling you how you grow is you start how, how, how would you grow in this area Do you grow by giving No you grow By meditating in the word By living out of your spirit By feeding on the word of God And then acting on that And sowing And start right where you are See what God will do with that Don't withhold from him Amen, Amen. It says in 2 Corinthians 9 6 And we're kind of finishing up here I'm not going to I'm not going to get to more about meditation. We might have to wait till next week. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, it says, But this I say, he which sows sparingly, which means stingily, shall also reap sparingly. He which sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Verse 7 Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity. See, don't think if you get in a real tight spot, okay, man, we just got to start giving so God... Nope, forget about all that. Remember that you already have the victory. You might be in great lack in your life. Don't worry about that. Right? You just, you just trust God. Remember, you're here on assignment. You, you, you're here on assignment. He will take care of you. He'll meet your needs. And then you out of a heart of just thanksgiving are like okay god we're honoring you because we're so honored of all that you are just start just start living that way see what god will do in your life giving from your heart by the unction and direction of your spirit do you see how this all plays we give and we sow from our heart as we're directed by our spirit we never give based on the outside so if you go home tonight and you watch christian tv and some dude is on there saying listen if you send me money i'll send you my socks and as you walk you'll be don't buy that stuff okay your faith to receive grows now this is huge your faith to receive well i can't tell you how important this is your faith to receive grows proportionately to your faith to give do you realize there's people that are not able to lay hold of their healing now the healing's provided for them they just can't lay hold of it because they haven't learned how to sow and give Does that mean you're paying for your healing no 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 I'm not talking about that your faith grows proportionately I mean we're coming into winter now I know Dan's believing God for no snow and to be honest with you I'm right with you I am ready for spring right now but if it snows go give go shovel somebody's driveway Right just just start giving Whatever you have go home and look for some things and and ask the lord. Okay, where's the seed for my next harvest? You know and he might show you something go. Okay, lord lead me to somebody I could give this to Just start giving because your faith to receive grows proportionately to your faith to give and god wants you if you look at our church the people in our church that have been walking with God and honoring God in their finances, they just keep going higher and higher and higher in this. What brings confidence to our lives is not the new birth alone, but the richness of the Word of God that dwells in our hearts. It's not just the new birth. The new birth, we're not minimizing that, that's everything but it's the richness of God's Word that's dwelling in your heart. So these are some spiritual exercises. We may talk about some more next week or get into some other things, but I want to encourage you, just get started. God has a great future for you, and He will come right into your present while He's working out your future. Amen?